It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show, and a happy Valentine's Day. That's right, it's the day of love, the day of giving, the day of hearts, and so much more. And as we are gearing up to celebrate Valentine's Day here this week for show number 234 for the week of February 13th, 2020. And this week, we have a very special guest stopping in as we're trying to battle that influenza. We don't want to get sick for Valentine's Day, as we have none other than Jim Wise stopping in here at the show. And Jim Wise, you may know as Coach Tugnut from Even Stevens, the popular Disney Channel show that starred Shia LaBeouf as well as Christy Carlson Romano. And he's going to be stopping in and talking about a variety of different things. What it was like being on Even Stevens, writing all the songs for the Influenza musical episode, as well as being the singing voice of SpongeBob SquarePants in the movie, Higglytown Heroes, voicing video games, being part of the Jay Leno show, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and you have the questions and he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We also have Dominic back with the latest from the Disney Plus streaming service, giving you his insight as to what's going on with this popular new streaming platform. We also have the Disney quote of the week from Frank, as well as Jeremy with This Week in Disney History. And let's not forget the music, the fun, and the wonder with the Magical Music Review with Charles. We have news hot off the D-Wire, the winner from last week's contest, a new question for this week's contest, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show, start it off with love, influenza, Disney Channel, and so much more. I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel, and Castles and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. From dining reservations, character interactions, tickets, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, treat you like family. They have bilingual experts, and they are award-winning. And best of all, they are absolutely free. So definitely check them out, Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into Valentine's Day, jump into love, stay clear of any catching of influenza, and remember... We went to the moon in 1969. Let's officially kick off show number 234 for the week of February 13th, 2020. We went to the moon in 1969. Um, not 1968, but a year later. We went to the moon. 1969 That's when the astronauts first walked inside a crater We went to the moon in 1969 Not 1970, but a year sooner We went to the moon in 1969 That's when they made a landing that was lunar We didn't go up to the sun or stars But we went to the moon in 1969 
68, but the year after. And once they got there, the astronauts felt fine. They smiled at each other and there was laughter. We went to the moon in 1969, not 1970, a year before. Uh-huh. The rocket that flew had a really neat design when it took off. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. I'm red. I'm right. I'm feeling kind of perky. They've got all the moves. I happen to be flosser sizing. Every day on Disney. Ow! Ow! I love you, man. At 5:34:30 Central. I was making a quality cucumber shake here. Not on my time. Catch all the latest moves from Lewis and Ren Stevens. Nice pig. Did you get for being an eye achiever? Even Stevens. Every day at 5:34:30 Central on Disney. This gonna be so much. If there's a price for rotten judgment I guess I've already won that No man is worth the aggravation That's ancient history, been there, done that Don't you think you're kidding? He's the earth and heaven to you Try to keep it hidden, honey, we You're dying to cry your heart out
Hi, this is Susan Egan, Broadway's original Belle in Beauty and the Beast and Megara in Disney's Hercules. You are listening to Diz Radio. It's a real slice. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, LVD hats, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 234 for the week of February 13th, 2020, as we are celebrating Valentine's Day with hearts, love, and of course, we don't want to get sick, so we're going to avoid that influenza, as we have none other than Jim Wise, yes, Coach Tugnut from Even Steven, stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We have the D team with Aaron, Dominic, Frank, Jeremy, and Charles, and all kinds of fun. So we have a lot of great things here this week here at the show. So before I jump into that news hot off the wire right away i do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show and first and foremost you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com that's d-i-z radio.com there you can find our full list of past shows the complete podcast archives our latest news blogs and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com that's d-i-z radio.com you can also join us over the social media outlets on facebook at facebook.com slash show. that's d-i-z radio s-h-o-w you can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And remember, you can also ask Alexa to play Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and get the latest shows played right there on your Alexa as well. And maybe you just need myself, the team, our special guest, our magic and memories in your ears instantly, it is super easy. Just go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, any podcast provider, search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it, and you can listen to the shows instantly as they get released. And if you can't remember any of this, if you are completely oblivious as to everything I just said, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, it is time to jump into the news hot off the D-Wire and announce the winner of that Roy Disney Jr. autograph that we are giving away as we are giving away prizes every single week to celebrate our 10-year anniversary here at Diz Radio. And that winner is Michael Fenton of Columbus, Ohio. Michael Fenton, so drop us a line. We also sent you an email as well. Congratulations. And at the end of the news here, I am going to ask another question and give you another prize to win. So let's jump into the news first, hot off the D-Wire. And how about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot is officially announced. Now, a few weeks ago, you may have remembered that we talked about how they were going to reboot Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Josh Gad is going to play the son of Wayne Zielinski, who accidentally shrinks down his own kids. It's kind of like a, it's a requel. I already mentioned this a few weeks ago, so I won't get into it. It's, it's a reboot and a sequel all in the same. It's a requel, like Jumanji. But now officially, Rick Moranis has signed on to reprise his role as Wayne Zielinski. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a big role, a little role, who knows what, but he is coming out of retirement. Ghostbusters couldn't do it. He would not come out of retirement for Ghostbusters, but he is doing it for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So I am excited for this one. Josh Gad is going to be great. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't get the original son, but, you know, Josh Gad, I get it. He's on a roll. He's funny. It'll be good. I get it. But the best part is Rick Moranis 
is coming out of retirement for the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot, or I like to call it the requel, and it is not going to be a Disney Plus original like everyone thought. This is going to be an actual theatrical release. So that makes it even more exciting. The budget is going to be up there. It is going to be top-notch and ready to go. So now it is officially announced. Rick Moranis is on board as Wayne Zielinski. Josh Gad is attached. The requel, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, is coming. Now, since we are talking about reboots and franchises and sequels, let's talk about one that is close to my heart. Not only did I grow up loving these, and I also love the actual team. I also love the animated series, and let's not forget my son also plays the sport. The Mighty Ducks are returning to Disney+. Plus. Yes, I am excited that the Mighty Ducks TV series is officially coming to Disney+, Plus, and it has been officially announced that Coach Bombay will be back. Yes, he is coming back once again. Emilio Estevez is coming back as Coach Bombay to reprise his role into coaching a bunch of young misfit kids in the Mighty Ducks series. Now, not too much has been released about what the series is going to be about, but Emilio... But Emilio Estevez, Coach Bombay, is back, and I am excited for that one. It is now getting released for Disney+. Plus. They're filming it, and they have released official photos of Bombay on the ice with the new round of Misfit Kids. Now, moving away from Disney+, Plus streaming platforms, let's get into the parks. And this one I'm not going to go too deep into, but how about Disneyland jacking up their prices? Yes, it has officially been announced that for the first time, Disneyland Resort is upping their prices to almost over $200 per day. Yes, you heard me right, $200. I'm going to leave that one to sit there and soak in. I don't know if part of it is because they feel the need to offset costs. Or if there really is the need that it just needs to to up. I don't know. I'm not on the business side. But $200 is a stiff ask for people to want to go and visit Disney and make it affordable for your true fan base. If you think about your true fan base of Disney, it's people that want to go with kids. And $200 a day is really pushing that limit. I'm not sure if this is going to be a good choice or a bad choice. But take it for what it is. It's happening. Now, since we are talking about the parks, let's continue on and move to Hollywood Studios with something a little more fun. I was afraid to see the great movie ride disappear, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail Train has started cast previews. It was announced this week that the cast and crew at the Disney parks, yes, all of those great cast members who bring the magic alive when we're at the parks, are going to get a preview of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail Train, and they're going to be able to see firsthand how great that everyone is toting that this is going to be for an attraction. I am excited to see what it's going to be. It's going to be trackless, fun, and as they said, it's going to bring 2D into 3D and uh, bring something immersive, new, and different, setting a new standard for attractions, and it is the first actual attraction since Mickey Mouse Review or Mickey's Philhar Magic that is coming to the parks, an actual ride-through attraction, the very first for Mickey and his friends. So now if you are a cast member, you can jump on board and start seeing the previews of the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Rail Train. So it is pretty exciting, exciting news that they're going to be able to see this one coming down the pipe. And since we are talking about the parks and we are talking about all the exciting things going on at the parks, let's go overseas. And how about Disneyland Paris? And they have officially announced the layout plans for the Frozen Land. Now, it was announced a few months ago that Frozen was getting its own land at Disneyland Paris Resort. Now, this is a new development, something different. I just don't see... 
how great a Frozen Land would be, but I'm not their target demographic. And whatever Disney does, they always do it great. So I'm not going to knock it on that. But now you can actually see the layouts, the plans, what they have in store, or what they're going to bring for attractions and more for the Frozen Land at Disneyland Paris. So there's a lot of fun things that are going to be happening there as well. That's all the information. I'm not going to talk you through the floor plans, but it is a pretty cool one. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to leave news right there this week. Just a little bit of tidbit, something to wet your whistle. We have all kinds of fun coming down the pipe and a lot more things going on. We have Valentine's Day in the wings, a lot of love, fun, hearts, you don't want to get sick. And we have Jim Weiss, yes, Coach Tugnut from Even Steven stopping in here very shortly as well. He's from Higleytown Heroes, as well as the singing voice of SpongeBob in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, video games, Jay Leno show, so much more. Jim is going to be stopping in here very shortly. We have more from the D-Team with Aaron, Dominic, Frank, Jeremy, and Charles, and all kinds of fun. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel, and Castles and Dreams Travel's 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation for your Disney trip. From dining reservations, character interactions, ticket sales, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, treat you like family. They have bilingual experts, and they are absolutely free and award-winning. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, you have the questions, he has the answers, Aaron is going to answer all those questions and I want to know. We have Dominic with more about the Disney Plus streaming service and what you can watch here this week. We have Frank with a quote of the week for that little bit of inspiration from Walt himself, the music and the movies. We also have the music, the movies, and the fun as we have Charles with a magical music review. And let's not forget a look back this week as we celebrate Valentine's Day with This Week in Disney History with Jeremy. We have all kinds of fun going on. Jim White stopping in here. So I'm going to stop my rambling and let's press on for show number 234 for the week of February 13th, 2020. Ren, you're late. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, sir. I felt a little sick this morning, but I think I'm okay now. Oh, well, grab yourself a tardy slip and take a seat. I got to do the morning announcements. Thank you. Lawrence Jr. Hi, won't you lend me an ear? I hope this PA system is loud and clear. Now listen up, people, I got something to say. These are the morning announcements for today. Be sure to check the lost and found between classes. There's a comb in there and a pair of really thick glasses. Looks like somebody hmm, lost their pants. There's an old salami sandwich and some complimentary ants. I hope your seventh graders got a lot of rest because today's your physical endurance test. Tuck nuts wearing a crazy grin. Six period in the gym. Let the pain begin. That's all for this morning. Oh, did I mention there's only one name on the list for detention? He's never been accused of overachieving. He's that goofy little troublemaker, Louis Stevens. Louis Stevens. Now I'm leaving. Hi, this is George Anthony Bell from Even Stevens, Grey's Anatomy, Gilmore Girls, and uh, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hello from Neverland. My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland, and, well, they call me the Spider-Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later. 
But for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney parks. February 14th isn't just Valentine's Day, it's actually got a couple of pretty significant bits of Disney history. For example, 1915. Grammy Award-winning songwriter Irving Gordon is born in Brooklyn, New York. His song, Two Brothers, can be heard in Epcot's The American Adventure, sung by Ali Olmo. The song's lyrics tell the Civil War story of two brothers fighting on opposite sides of the war. Gordon's best-known works include Nat King Cole's hit, Unforgettable, first published in 1951, and Prelude to a Kiss, co-written with jazz great Duke Ellington. Valentine's Day, 1919, Alan Alexander Milne, future creator of Winnie the Pooh, is discharged from the British Army. He has served as a singles officer during the World War. Also discharged, but from the U.S. Navy on that day, is Roy O. Disney, one of Walt's older brothers. <laughs> one of Walt's older brothers. He had quite a few of them, but uh, Roy O. seems to have had quite the uh, impact on the Disney company that we know. He will return, though, to Kansas City and resumed his job at the First National Bank. And I know what you're going to say. It's Valentine's Day. That can't possibly have anything to do with the Haunted Mansion, but you'd be wrong. 1969 on Valentine's Day, for the second day in a row, a recording session takes place at Walt Disney World Productions, or Walt Disney Productions, for the much-anticipated Haunted Mansion attraction, which was going to open in Disneyland in August. Now, on this day, you got singers Thurl Ravenscroft, Jay Meyer, Bob Ebright, Chuck Schroeder, and Vern Rowe to perform the Grim Grinning Ghost theme. Afterwards, session leader Alan Davies will notice how well the five men look together and cast them as the famous singing bust heads for the attraction. The five singers will return on February 21st to film the short scene. Also happening on Valentine's Day in 1973, Walt Disney Productions released the comedy film The World's Greatest Athlete. This is a story of Coach Sam Marcher and his assistant Milo traveling to Africa where they discover the world's greatest athlete, a white Tarzan type, named Nanu. They bring him back to the U.S. to try and make history by winning every event at the NCAA Track and Field Championship. This starred John Amos, Roscoe Lee Brown. By the way, Roscoe Lee Brown uh, also narrated a Star Wars album that I happen to have, The Story of Star Wars, where he tells the story of the entire film in about an hour with sound effects and dialogue from the film. It's a great record. Uh, Tim Conway was in this movie, Dale Haddon, and Jan Michael Vincent, who would later star in the television series Airwolf. Uh, he recently died a couple years ago, if I remember correctly. Somebody will correct me on that one. I don't have that date in front of me, but I think it was just a couple of years ago. Anyways, but the film also features many prolific athletes and sports journalists in smaller cameo roles. That includes Howard Cosell, Frank Gifford, Jim McKay, Bud Palmer, Joe Cap, and Bill Toomey. Now, of course, the fun story about Frank Gifford is he got traded for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and that's how Disney got the rabbit back. Now, if you're around my age, you might remember DTV. DTV is where the... Uh, they would make a music video, basically, of popular songs, and they would basically make the video. They would, they would like make it would be in rhythm with classic Disney animation, and sometimes it almost seemed like they were singing some of the lyrics the way they would do it. But mainly, it was in rhythm, and they'd have seen from all these great cartoons. 
Well, why am I bringing this up? Because 1986, on Valentine's Day, Disney's DTV Valentine airs on NBC. This was hosted by Ludwig von Drake, one of my favorites. This special stars Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and all the Disney characters in classic love-themed shorts put to modern music. And then it's the first time three DTV television specials. It's the first of three. Uh, so videos featured, the, they had Lionel Richie singing Hello, Huey Lewis in the News, The Heart of Rock and Roll, and Whitney Houston, You Give Good Love. But we're not done with the uh, spooky fun on uh, Valentine's Day. Here's one for the ages. Valentine's Day 1995. A couple actually got married in the Walt Disney World Tower of Terror attraction. And this was actually part of the Disney promotion featuring Valentine's Day weddings. 1997. That Darn Cat was released into theaters. This is, of course, a remake, which I've never seen the remake and I haven't even seen the original film, but it is available on Disney+. So, this version starred Christina Ricci, Dougie Doug, Dean Jones, who actually came back from the original, Peter Boyle, Michael McKeon, Bess Armstrong, Diane Cannon, and John Ratzenberg. This is a small Massachusetts town. Two bumbling criminals mistakenly kidnap a maid, thinking her to be the wife of a prominent businessman. And when an alley cat stumbles upon the kidnap victim, bound and gagged in a shed, the kidnap victim scratches a plan for help on the back of her wristwatch and puts it around the cat's neck. Patty, played by Christina Ricci, finds the watch and with the help of an FBI agent, played by Dougie Doug, tries to track down the captive. And would you believe, on Valentine's Day in 2006, a groundbreaking ceremony for a new hotel in Tokyo Disneyland took place. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Chip, and Dale all appeared in Safety Prayer Festival held at the planned construction site in front of the entrance of the park. The Tokyo Disneyland Hotel was scheduled to open in 2008 and have 700 guest rooms. And that is all your Disney history for Valentine's Day. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am Head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider-Pan because every Lost Boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because, well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket. (laughs) I love to laugh (laughs) loud and long and clear. I love to laugh. (laughs) It's getting worse every year. (laughs) The more I laugh. The more I fill with glee, <laughs> and the more the glee, <laughs> the more I'm a merrier me. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> the more I'm a merrier me. <laughs> Some people laugh through their noses. Sounding something like this. <laughs> Dreadful. Some people laugh through their teeth, goodness sakes. Hissing and fizzing like snakes. Not at all attractive to my way of thinking. Some laugh too fast. <laughs> Some only blast. Others, they twitter like birds. (laughs) You know, you're as bad as he is. Then there's a kind what can't make up their mind. 
When things strike me as funny, I can't hide it inside and squeak <laughs> as the squeakers do. <laughs> I got to let go with a hoe. <laughs> and <I laughs> we love to laugh. <laughs> Loud and long and clear <laughs> We love to laugh <laughs> So everybody can hear <laughs> The more you laugh Oh my goodness The more you fill with me <laughs> The more the clear <laughs> The more we're a merry <laughs> Playhouse Disney knows a place where everyone can be a hero. Ooh. Slide on in to Higley Town Heroes. Hooray! Kip, Twinkle, Wayne, and you be our four best friends who really know how to stick together. You guys are the best. There's so much to see and do in Higley Town, and these hopping, spinning, bouncing pals are ready to tackle it all. Well, what are we waiting for? Get to know the heroes all around us. Higley Town Heroes. Every morning at 8, 7 Central, inside Playhouse Disney. Stop your crying, it'll be all right. Just take my hand, hold it tight. I will protect you from all around you. I will be here, don't you cry. For one so small, you seem so strong. My arms will hold you, keep you safe and warm. This bond between us can't be broken I will be here, don't you cry Cause you'll be in my heart Yes, you'll be in my heart From this day on, now and everybody it's frank bringing you another installment of disney's quote of the week well the super bowl is passed and i'm sitting at work talking to my best friend and she was telling me how she had all her kids over and her grandkids uh, and it was just total pandemonium there watching uh, the super bowl and she was telling me one of the easiest ways to get her grandson to calm down uh and, and kind of take a chill pill for a little bit is he loves to uh Loves watching The Jungle Book. She puts that in, and he is calm as can be just sitting there watching The Jungle Book. And it had me thinking of when my oldest son was young, that that's the only movie he wanted to watch was The Jungle Book. So I got my fair share of The Jungle Book, so I understood exactly where she was coming from. But it also had me thinking about uh, The Jungle Book is one of the most beloved classic Disney cartoons, and, is, and it has been ever since its release back in 1967. 
Now, it was loosely based off of these stories of Rudland Kipling. The Jungle Book was one of the first screen adaptations of The Adventures of Mowgli. Its memorable characters and delightful songs are simply timeless. And there are also a lot of good moral lessons within the narrative. So it had me thinking of a lot of the, lot of the characters. Uh, and, and the one thing I always used to love was Baloo. He was my favorite character. And this week's quote of the week comes from Baloo. Don't spend your time looking around for something you want that can't be found. Well, that's all the time I have this week, everybody. Hope you have a magical week. See ya! Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about some worries and your strife. And take a glance at the fancy ants and maybe try a few. <laughs> the bare necessities of life will come to you. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I'm in the bare necessities, it's why I'm picking Fall apart in my backyard Let me tell you something, little britches You're working too hard Don't spend your time Looking around for something you want that can't be found When you find out you can live without it And go along not thinking about it I'll tell you something true The bare necessities of life will come to you I was the voice of Mowgli in the Jungle Book, and you're listening to Disney On Command. Yeah, man! You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know! Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, we blinked and January's already over. 
Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Easton Morrow of Atlanta, Georgia, and he writes, Diz Radio, Aaron, thoughts on an old Disney movie called No Deposit, No Return. Is this one on DVD or streaming yet? Did those two ever make any other movies together? What are your thoughts on the older classics that recently seem to have been lost to the 90s streaming craze? Well, No Deposit, No Return is a 1976 comedy produced by Walt Disney Productions and released by Buena Vista Distribution. It's the story of two children, Tracy, played by Kim Richards, who is in Escape to Witch Mountain, and Jay, played by Brad Savage, who is in The Apple Dumpling Gang, who hold themselves for ransom, reluctantly aided by a couple of inept, petty criminals, an expert safecracker Duke, played by Darren McGavin, who somehow never manages to steal anything, and his bungling sidekick Bert, who's played by the great Don Knotts. The film takes influence from the O. Henry short stories, The Ransom of Red Chief, and A Retrieved Reformation. Brad Savage and Kim Richards would later do Return from Witch Mountain in 1978. The movie was released on DVD, and it's available to stream on Amazon. And Amazon's been doing a pretty good job about streaming some of these classics, but I'm really hoping that Disney Plus will be adding all these Disney classics to their library. Well, our next question is from Mary Gettenberg of Ohio, and she writes, Love the podcast, all of you. Excited for the new year and new things coming to the show. I have a question about mouser size. I used to wake up and watch this on Disney Channel in the 80s. Was it ever released on VHS or DVD to find? I think there was an LP. Was this released on CD anywhere? Thank you for the help, Aaron. Great part of the podcast. Well, in 1982, Size was an exercise album for children released by Disneyland Records featuring various Disney songs. A television series inspired by the album debuted on the Disney Channel on April 18, 1983, when the channel launched and was one of the channel's first programs. The series featured Kellen, along with Mickey Mouse, and other Disney characters exercising with a group of kids. The show continued to run until 1996. The host, Kellen, sadly passed away on April 30, 2009 in California. In 1985, a VHS was released Based on the TV series, a different exercise album for kids was released in 2005 on CD, and the 1982 album is available on iTunes. There's also some great clips and even some full episodes to watch on YouTube. Well, our final question this week is from Sarah Zelinsky of South Dakota, and she writes, Diz Radio and the team, question about Disney's fill of the future. How many seasons did it run for, and has Allie gone on to anything else? I know her sister has been on the Goldbergs and schooled. Is this also available on the Disney Plus app? I haven't signed up just yet. Keep it magical. Well, Phil the Future is an American science fiction sitcom that originally aired on the Disney Channel from April 18, 2004 to August 19, 2006 for two seasons. Diffie family left on vacation from the year 2121, but their rented time machine malfunctioned 
and they were thrown into the year 2004. Now Lloyd, his part robotic wife Barbara, and his kids Phil and Pim are forced to pretend to be a normal family in suburban Pickford. Phil befriends Keely Teslo to keep their secret and together the siblings deal with school, bullies, and homework without getting found out. Allie has went on to have a successful acting career. She's been in several movies such as Easy A in 2010 and Grown Ups 2 in 2013. Allie has also done several TV shows. She has a reoccurring character on the CW show iZombie. She also has a music career with her sister. They form the duo of Allie and AJ since 2004. Phil the Future is available to watch on Disney+. Don't wait any longer to get signed up on Disney+. Plus. It's full of lots of great content and well worth the price. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for a great questions. Keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. I'm not strong. I'm not fast. When it comes to endurance, I just can't last. So I'll get out of gym like I have in the past. Like the time you wore the useful body cast. up with cottage cheese and said it was because of my sweat allergies that one got me out of gym with these and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk right down that DVD from Disney Channel Original Movies she was a teenage fashion queen what do you think? I like it it's very bridal until her family moved her out of the city military school? I'm not going and into a uniform now, if she wants to fit in, she'll have to get her hands a little dirty. Mom, did you break a nail? Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> Cadet Kelly. Also new to Disney DVD, the Stevens family thought they were going on a dream vacation until the moment it all came crashing down. 
the Even Stevens movie, starring Christy Carlson Romano and Shia LaBeouf. Plus, don't miss all of the exclusive extras. Disney Channel Original Movies presents Cadet Kelly and the Even Stevens movie, now on Disney DVD. This is Dominic, and for years I did a segment here called Short Leash, and after a little break, I'm back with a new segment covering Disney's long-awaited streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is now several months old, and my viewing interaction with the platform is beginning to mature. When the Baby Yoda show featuring The Mandalorian was dropping an episode a week, I was regularly returning to the platform. Now I hit the service and casually browse around whenever I'm in the mood for, I don't know, something. This is the 21st century of channel surfing, when you scan menus of different streaming services for something that you're in the mood for. I think any new service needs to really think about following up its original content with its next hit. Mandalorian's over, but is this demographic really going to follow that up with watching The Diary of a Future President? No, we should be watching The Obi-Wan Show right now. Boom! Mando out, Kenobi in. Or something, maybe a coming-of-age series about Jabba the Hutt's teenage years. Just pace this stuff out better. CBS All Access kind of figured this out. They released Season 2 of Discovery, periodic short treks, this keeps the people younger than 65 coming back, and then they hit us with the Picard premiere. If the Leslie Iwerks Imagineering documentary hit now that Mando is wrapped, I'd be tuning back more regularly. The people in my house that are tuning back regularly are my three kids. My middle child has discovered The Simpsons, and with 30 years of episodes, she should be good until menopause. If she only watches the good season, she'll be done by Saturday. But this is cool. Some of the topics are out of date, but it's like a cartoon comedy version of a time capsule. My oldest fired up Phineas and Ferb again. 
This is another warm blanket show that reminds them of when they used to sit in front of the television that raised them and watch the Disney Channel between Spongebob episodes. My youngest had his own nostalgia fix watching episodes of the Superhero Squad. They are also watching those Disney Channel series that use a family with some kind of gimmick. They all seem to have the same living room set with idiot parents and a bunch of elementary to high school kids. Every other sentence, they say, seems to have a laugh track, and two years after the show goes off the air, the oldest teen actor cuts an edgy album, then poses with little to no clothing, and follows it up with a public breakdown. I don't know the name of this show, but I'm pretty sure it's all of them. I again attempted to watch the Clone Wars TV show, because a friend of mine said it gets pretty good in later seasons, and I hear a new season is going to drop. I got two episodes in. I can't do it. If I'm going to devote that kind of time to something at this point in my life, there better be a paycheck or a trophy wife attached to it. Or better writing. I did check out the Disney Nature series Chimpanzee. This is a nature show, but less boring. It's beautifully shot, and if you know anything about video production, to get that stuff you need into a jungle and pull off this level of cinematography had to be a colossal pain. They anthropomorphize the chimps, giving them names and a backstory and motivation that keeps you invested in the animal's day-to-day -day ongoings. They also give you sides to root for. There's a group of chimpanzees they are like the jets and the other ones are the sharks. And one thing they do very well is explain why some of the behaviors that they're exhibiting are so rare and extraordinary. Fun, entertaining, learning. That's some modern-day classic Disney DNA. I didn't think I'd have any interest in the Disney nature slash Nat Geo side of Disney+, Plus, but I have to say I recommend you check it out. So this was my week on Disney+, Plus, and I'll continue to report back each week with some Disney Plus watching, reviews, and more. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or something you would like me to cover from Disney+. Plus. Reach out at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you want to see a husband and wife make snarky cartoons about Disney World, that's where you go. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Nancy, an operator here at the Disney Channel. You're watching a special preview of the network that delivers all that the Disney name stands for in unique programming, quality, and value. My fellow operators and I are here to help you take advantage of a great value in family television entertainment. If you call right now to subscribe, you'll receive a coupon for this special gift. As part of the year-long celebration of Goofy, new Disney Channel subscribers will receive a coupon for a free black and teal backpack valued at $16.95. It features the Get Goofy Neon logo on the front flap, a drawstring closure, and a spacious front pocket. As a bonus, the backpack comes filled with an official Mickey Mouse Club watch, an Adventures in Wonderland activity poster, a Disney Adventures magazine, and the Disney catalog with a special value coupon. This special offer is available to new subscribers when you return the coupon mailed to you along with proof of subscription. This is our gift to you, but you must act quickly. And don't forget to check with your local cable company to find out about discounted installation or other special offers. Call our toll-free number, 1-800-847-9000 right now. And your family can get started with the best investment you can make in home entertainment, the Disney Channel. Disney Channel, this is Nancy. May I help you? Come and join in the fun.
Stevens for their first ever all singing, all dancing, extravaganza. I've never ever done dance or had like like a choreographer teach me to dance. I personally come from a background of theater. I did Broadway. I used to be in a ballet company. I've done theater all my childhood. I've been dancing since I was like three. I've done plays before, but I'm not really into like the whole theater thing. But it's fun to. Like I am. The making of even just humans influenza. singing all dancing episode coming Friday January 25th part of Zook weekend lights camera action it's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's voiceover, acting, animation, movies, television, you name it, 
With us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You know him from a variety of different things, with credits including that So Raven, Jag, so many others. Of course, everybody knows him as Coach Tugnut from Even Stevens, and so much more. We have none other than Jim Wise here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Thank you, Jonathan. Wow, you have such energy. That is, that is uh, what a what a fantastic intro. Although I don't know if people really uh, remember me from Jag, but but that's okay. You would be surprised what your fan base would know you from. I mean, you know, it's one of those where once they catch an actor that they love. You will find every little tidbit, even an uncredited role, cameo in a movie. You know, they will follow you, and I'm sure your fans know. Yeah, well, I've got a huge, huge uncredited role. Uh, uh, actually, I look like a an extra in a it's it's a in Space Jam, the original. <laughs> it's like I and I can't remember what my credit is, but wait, can we talk about movies that aren't Disney? <laughs> yes, definitely. You know, it's it spans your entire, you know, it, it's almost like a six degrees of Disney. You know, there always is that Disney loophole, but many other things that play a part in everyone's lives, you know, sitting down, watching those movies and cartoons and you name it. I'm excited to see the new Space Jam with uh, LeBron. I, I think that's coming out this summer, maybe. So anyway. Yeah, Looney Tunes definitely need a, uh, a a jump start once again. But I guess getting back to you, you know, you've been doing so many different things, you know, for over the years from, you know, actor, singer, voice actor, writing, writing music, uh, so much more. I guess what got you started into this as a lifelong career? I mean, were you just goofing off in school where you're like, oh, I want a job where I can just pretend all the time? How did you land it? <laughs> I don't think I ever articulated it that way, but. Uh, I may have been thinking that all along. I, I you know, I, I had a friend who, who once said, uh, you know, like I, when I was in college, I needed to take a nap. And he said, you know, you can't take a nap in the real world. And I said, well, maybe I'll have a job that will allow me to take naps. And what I do allows me to take naps. Uh, I, can't, I don't, don't take one every day. But yeah, you know, I, I bounced around a lot and, uh, and I just, enjoy doing all those things uh that you mentioned uh and i was doing them anyway uh, like from you know ever since i could remember i was into comedy and singing and and writing songs and all that stuff so i just turned it into uh i realized i can get paid for it and then um so i kept doing it and and <laughs> you know various the uh, i mean the the groundlings uh, theater. I don't know if you, your uh, listeners know about the Groundlings. It's a theater in Los Angeles. And when I got out of school, I started uh, taking classes there. And I kind of got into the pipeline of performing uh, regularly there. It's a whole system. But anyway, uh, the Groundlings allowed me to uh, do all, you know, facets of, of performance and, uh, and writing. So, that's, I, if, if I were to say where did it start, all of it, it would be at the Groundlings. Well, you know, and it's been fruitful for you. I mean, because you've been part of so many different things over the years from voice work and video games as well as uh, television. And of course, I guess before we spiral out of control into other things, of course, all the Disney fans out there and even Stevens, which was this... This nugget in time before Disney Channel exploded into what it is now, and of course the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, uh, how did you land the role for, you know, even Stevens and, you know, being part of this now uh, occult Disney Channel show, actually? 
I I auditioned for it. I mean, they uh, obviously they they had me come in and and, and read, and uh, I did the pilot, and it was a relatively small role, and I got it, and uh, we shot the pilot, and then the next thing I hear is, oh, we're going to do more, and they put me in more and more, and uh, and then actually um, when Mark Warren and Dennis Rinsler took over the show. I, I, I had worked with uh, Matt Dearborn, the creator of the show, on another show um, that he either created or was a big part of. Anyway, he called me and I auditioned, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't a regular part, you know. It was, like, recurring. And then when uh, Dennis Rinsler and Mark Warren took over as showrunners, I uh, – my son was my, – my wife was pregnant. I don't know how to put it delicately. Um but she was she was pregnant, and I told these guys, and they said, "Oh, well, we'll keep you working." And from that point on, they put me in pretty much every episode until the series was. It, it became a a more important uh, part of the show, you know. So that was good. Well, you know, and with that too, it's it's one of those roles where you know. I'm glad it was more more part of the show, honestly, because if you think about it, that uh, that banter, that fun, and of course, you know, you can't go wrong with a name like Tugnut. I mean, I guess, what was it like bringing this character to life? Because it was the epitome of, I guess, pretty much most gym teachers that everybody remembers growing up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was kind of a uh, a mosaic of, of old teachers I had, you know, like a, or a, is that the right word? A, a, uh, collage uh, of you know different personalities, but the this, the one guy that I used to imitate all the time in high school was uh, the dean of men. I went to this uh, uh, all boys Catholic school here in L.A. and the dean of men was uh, like I whenever there was a uh, an event I would come out and and impersonate the dean of men, and that is basically what I'm doing is. Coach Tugnut, uh, the Dean of Men, he's a great guy, but I always uh, uh, kind of took on a, uh, I guess, a likable idiot uh, uh, persona with him, uh, and so that that's kind of what Tugnut is. I, I think. I mean, he's you know he's a dope. It's, it, and and by the way, and anybody who's performed, there's nothing more fun than playing a dummy or a bad guy, and he's kind of both. <laughs> well, I, you know, and with that too, being on, on the set then, you know, and doing all these, you know, fun little bits. And of course the show just, like I said, it has this fan appeal. And of course now being on Disney plus streaming service and whatnot, I guess with that, um, you know, how fun was it to be on the set and working along with, you know, they always say, don't work with kids and animals and you're here, you're working with kids. So what was it like, you know, working with this, you know, young group of actors and actresses that went on to crazy films later on? Yeah, I mean it, that is it is uh, startling to look at. Uh, you know, obviously Shia's career. I mean, he was just a squirt when we shot the pilot. He, you know, his voice hadn't changed. Uh, he was really, I, I think maybe he was aware of the Groundlings, and so he really looked up to me. And and uh, it was it, it, it was nuts, but it was fun. You know, I mean, obviously I was you know I was a man. The, the most fun I had was with Tom Virtue, who played uh, Shia's dad, and, and Donna Pascal. We we had a lot of fun uh, on you know off the set and it's just hanging out with them. That was a lot of fun. George Bell, all the adults, but the kids, it, the, the, you know, they were they had uh, 
and you could see it in some of the, the episodes, they had like this, this kind of a band going where, uh, Shia would play the drums and we, you know, you, there was an episode band on the roof, but that kind of, I don't know if it came out of this or not, but, and, um, uh, Twitty played the guitar and, uh, AJ, AJ Trout. And, you know, I'm a musician as well. So a, a couple of times there was a bass. And so there'd be this jam session, uh, an impromptu jam session in one of the break rooms, uh, where we were playing like Weezer songs and stuff like that. So it was pretty fun to hang out with, you know, these kids. <laughs> I, 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 at one point, Said, uh, oh, God, we should, you know, we should, I've played in bands all my life. We should do this. We should go out there. And I think AJ said, yeah, but dude, you're so old, you know. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, that, that was a fun memory. And, uh, you know, oh, everybody, Christy, Tawny, uh, what's her name? Margo, Margo Harshman. I haven't thought about, gosh, I mean, I haven't seen, we had a reunion maybe four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, Shia's doing his, his stuff. I just, uh, watched, um, Honey Boy. And, uh, which was, you know, apparently, uh, going on when we were working together. I had no idea. Um, not to, not to bring the room down, but it was pretty bleak. That kid had a pretty, he had a really, uh, it's rough, man. Child actors, you know. If, if that's if you don't, uh, <laughs> you can't use any of this. This is going to be too sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess to, to I guess to pep it back up and, and bring it back full circle, you know, bring some smiles to everybody. I guess. With that said, then I guess you know working with all the working with the child actors, and of course you know George Bell was a past guest on our show here. You know, great guy to talk to. I guess with that um, being on the set, was there any like episode or one day that you just had the most fun filming for yourself? Like you're just like this is the best day. I love it. You know, was was there one that stands out, or was it the uh, influenza episode which you had the pleasure of writing the music for, which? remains to be the number one most popular episode of the entire series whenever we ask anybody. Uh, that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah, that was, that was a great, uh, I think we, it took us like two weeks to do it as opposed to one for, for a, uh, a regular episode. But yeah, that was a blast. And, and it was, it, it, you know, it, there's nothing, there's nothing better. And actually, uh, there's nothing better than, than having your words be song. I mean, we, we, you know, we were in the studio to, to record everything beforehand and it was just a great experience that, that whole, that whole, uh, influenza. Um, John well, Coda, who, John Coda, who is the composer and I are good friends and, and we worked together and, and putting that, to, putting that music together and he was, uh, he's a genius. So I learned a lot from him, but, uh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, also, there was one I remember where I had to eat a, I think a burrito, like in fast motion or a wrap or something or a donut. I can't remember. I had to eat something fast. And they ended up speeding it up anyway, but I ate it so fast on the set that I, I bit my finger and you can see my reaction in the episode. Like I, even though they speed it up, <laughs> I just, it, you know, it was, it, it was just a, just goofing off is uh you know it's fun 
I was trying to say, though, is, you know, so over the years, of course, because the show was so popular, how many times do people come up to you and they're singing, you know, they went to the moon in 1969? I, I don't think people put it together that I, I wrote the songs. I, I do get recognized, you know, to this day as Coach Tugnut by people in their 30s, you know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, when, when the show was on, it was like nonstop because kids are they're like sponges and they remember everything and they remember faces and uh i was never but but coming up and and singing a song is not uh doesn't happen to me but uh it was pretty cool uh i think it was last year maybe a couple years ago now where cardi b posted that she couldn't get this song out of her head she goes like why do i need this she goes we went to the moon in 1969, and she was she could like, why do I know that song? And it was just so funny to to, to see somebody uh, who's uh, you know where she is now. Uh, she was a kid. She was a kid. She saw that. She saw that, that episode. <laughs> well, you know, and like I said, it, it remains to be one of the most popular ones. And you wrote other songs, of course, like Dream Vacation for the Even Stevens movie. And, you know, it, it, I, I guess with that, with Disney Plus now, the streaming service and uh, all that, I guess, are you ready for the barrage of people to start, you know, coming up to you and saying, Coach Tugnut? And now they're introducing it to their kids. And, you know, my children, I have four kids and they have discovered Even Stevens on Disney Plus now. And they're just obsessed with the show. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's great. I mean, of course, you know, you want your, your work to be appreciated and, and the kids are the best audience, I think. I mean, you know, uh, that they're, they're just, uh, so enthusiastic and I've got two teenagers. I don't think I could, uh, they could, uh, they don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Now, aside from Even Stevens, of course, you know, uh, so many other things going on. You know, you've also done, uh, I guess, the one thing that I guess I could bring up in the animated world that everybody would love is providing a singing voice for SpongeBob. What was it like being the singing voice for SpongeBob? Because, you know, he he's iconic in his own way. Dueling network, but iconic in his own way. Sure. Uh, well, the funny thing is, is Tom Kenny is an old, old friend of mine, the the, the voice of SpongeBob. And I remember when I got called in to audition for it, um, I told him, you know, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a parody of I Want to Rock. I'm a goofy goober. And he says, oh, I don't know why they don't get a, who, oh, God, what is the guy's name from Twisted D. Snyder to do it. And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to audition for it. And I, <laughs> I was in there. I was at, out at Nickelodeon, um, and the casting director called me in for a bunch of stuff, knew that I sang, and I was in the waiting area with all these uh, rock and roll guys, and, um, you know, I'm an older gentleman. I don't have any piercings or tattoos, but I go into the recording booth, and I, and I <laughs> it's like 10 in the morning, and it, the voice really doesn't warm up until, you know, whatever, later in the day, but... I go in there and I just, I just gave it my all. I just, uh, like it was, it was a, like a workout. Like I, every muscle in my body was tensed up when I did it. And then I guess it sounded like what they wanted. And, um, yeah, I went up to, to, uh, Tom Rothrock's studio to record it. And I was like, wow, I can't believe this. And I, you know, went to go see the movie and, uh, there it was, there it was. And, and that is one thing that my kids, 
still like you know will tell their friends that they're you know that's my legacy with with their friends is that I sang Goofy Goober Rock, but I don't think <laughs> I can do it right now. I'll tell you that. Well, you know, and it's one of those two, which, you know, you know, giving it your all. And of course that, that stamp and that being part of the animated world now lending your voice to things, that's a whole nother ball of wax. I guess, what is it like going into the studio, lending your voice and what are some of the favorite projects that you've worked on, you know, doing animated voices, either for video games, movies, you name it. I mean, you've done everything from Hotel Transylvania all the way through, you know, real monsters, you name it. So I guess, you know, what was it like? sagging way into that i you know it's it's just one of those things it's a i have a great agent uh sutton barth and benari and and uh they put me out for stuff and (laughs) like the the most fun i think is maybe because it was a long-term gig and this is quite a while ago was on the show dilbert uh which is a a uh you know it's a panel you see, it's a comic, and they made they had like a an animated series for a little while. Um, so that was fun uh, doing utility voices. That's how I know Tom Kenny. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else just uh, the most fun I've had doing. Oh, well, the, the great thing about Hotel Transylvania uh, was uh, meeting Mel Brooks. Like he he walked he was in the booth right before me, and uh, that was a that was a treat because because uh, you know obviously Mel Brooks is a living legend. Um, that's the most fun I guess is the room you know the if you I did a show called Heavy Gear, um, and the room was just like a bunch of you know it was star studded it was a bunch of actors that. You know, did a lot of voiceover, but you knew, you recognize them from, uh, the television, you know, David DeLuise, uh, Clancy Brown, um, David was on, uh, was on Wizards of Waverly Place, uh, and, uh, actually did an episode of that, uh, not too long, well, actually, that was like 13 years ago. Man, time is relative, I'll tell you that. Time does fly, especially because, you know, I, you know, when I look at some of your credits, you know, I think back to when my uh, two of my kids were way younger and, you know, being part of like Higley Town Heroes. And I'm like, oh, I remember so many 6 a.m. mornings watching that show with them. Yeah, that was that was a, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that was hands down. That was actually the best one. That was the most fun. The only thing the only thing that was. Uh, uh, that 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 didn't offer but was the was the room because when you record in a room it's a lot of fun and you bang it out real fast and everybody's got you know they're a bunch of actors so everybody's kind of funny in their own way but higley town i recorded by myself because i was they were very cool maria estrada hired me uh to do the voice of fripp who is the 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 dad and and his hook basically was just Starting a sentence by laughing. Okay, kids. You know, it's kind of like doing that. And, uh, I was working as a writer at Mad TV at the time, and they would record me on my schedule, which is such a, such a luxury. Really lucky. So, that was, those were, uh, those were very busy times, but, uh, but really fun and a fun show. And a, and, a, and a show I can, you know, the, the kids can watch, so. 
Or they, I mean, they don't, not now, but back in the day, they could, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and with that too, you know, doing, you know, uh, voices like that, you know, going in there, you're acting, you know, you still got to give it your all. Now, how different is that from when you're doing a video game? Because, you know, you could do everything from grunts, groans, and one lines to how the heck do you provide voices for like Tony Hawk Pro Skater? You know, like, are you just grunting or, you know, how hard is it to do a video game? I honestly, I honestly don't remember that one in particular, but I know it's on my, I know it's on my credit, but that, you know, it was probably like, it, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a burn on the voice, uh, for sure, because, you know, you're not supposed, as a vocalist, anybody knows you're not supposed to cough, you know, you shouldn't clear your throat, and then you go to do a voiceover for, two hours or whatever and all you're doing is react reacting to you know in this uh in this scene your character is having a spear go through his head so we want to hear him scream <laughs> we want to cut off really quickly you know stuff like that not that all not that all video games are violent but yeah you're right it's a it's a lot of grunting it's a lot of you know just uh you know some where <laughs> i did a i did a i can't remember what game it was but it was like okay you, you need to die, but you need to, like, kind of uh, be happy about dying. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's like, uh, like relief. I guess they wanted relief. I don't know what they wanted. I was going to say, it has to be the kind of thing where you come home from work, you're talking with your wife. She's like, what would you do today? Well, I just spent the last six hours grunting, groaning, groaning and sighing. Yeah, you know, uh, I remember one time, it was just an audition, when my son was very young, uh, probably between one and two, but I brought him with me to uh, my voiceover agents, and it was for, like, a Lord of the Rings uh, game, and I was reading to be, like, the head orc or something. And so I had my son Connor in the booth with me, and I can't remember what the, the copy was, but it was, like, a lot of... The rest of this and then uh, Connor... <laughs> points to the microphone, he goes, me, me, me? <laughs> and I lift him up in front of the microphone, and he goes, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and now, actually, he's, he had a pretty good run with uh, Sophia the First. Uh, he, he played a, a, a few characters in different episodes um, before his voice changed, because, you know, now he's, he's almost 18, but like when he was twelve and before his voice dropped, he uh, he put some uh, voiceover as well, which is kind of a fun thing to to share with him. Definitely, you know, having that bond and everything together. Now, I guess aside from all right, so now you you've done voice work, video games acting, so many things that, you know, people, it plays a part in their life, whether that's the kids sitting there playing video games nonstop or the Disney Channel kid or the Nick kid or whatever it may be. But it also, you also do writing and comedy and, you know, we're able to participate with the Jay Leno show and, and things like that. Mad TV. What is it like just sitting down and just hammering out really good bits? Uh, well, I mean, again, the, it's the, the room dynamic at, at, uh, that, that's so fun. Um, at Mad TV, we had, uh, different, different groups of writers and, uh, you know, a lot of them I knew from the groundlings. And so we would, you know, th those were, those were, I would say, the hardest I've laughed, uh, ever. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, writing, writing bits with a group of people is, can be a blast. Um, at Leno was more, 
writing, producing, editing, uh, the, the whole, just producing a segment. And so that was more or less, um, a, a one man show, you know, like you're, you're flying solo for, for doing those things. The fun part of that is sitting in the edit bay, um, because there's usually a comfortable couch and you're in charge and nobody bothers you. That's, <laughs> that's part about being a segment producer. Now, you know, with this, so many different things on your credits, you know, all over the board, so many different things. And of course, you know, always circling back to Even Stevens and now being on Disney Plus and whatnot. And Christy has her web series and so many different things. Are we ever going to see in, in the age of Disney Channel reboots, refreshes, continuations, uh, reunions? Are we ever going to see an Even Stevens reunion? That would be great. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, obviously, it's, it's a very fun group of people. I guess Shia is the linchpin on that. Um, I don't think you could have one without that, uh, without Shia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're all still alive, right? Right? Uh-huh. I hope I didn't say anything. <laughs> but we're all, yeah, we're all, you know, you had George on, and you have you had Tom Virtue on or Donna? We have not had them as guests on our show yet, so uh, you know maybe we'll have to like, reach out and get them in here. If we can get enough people wrangled behind this, I think we can make it happen. Yeah, I mean that's you know from from your mouth to God's ears. I you know I sometimes I uh, I have pitch meetings over at Disney, and uh, I've never brought it up. I've never brought it up because it, it, I didn't create it, so it would have to be a you know Matt Dearborn, Shia LaBeouf. Um, production, you know, they'd have to, and they're, and they're, and Matt and, uh, Matt Dearborn and Tom Burkhart, uh, are still in the Disney fold. They have the show, I think they shoot in Vancouver. Um, but anyway, it would, it would have to be from them, you know, and I, and I'd love to do it, but I, you know, I, I, I have no, I have no power. I mean, I could see it happening, too, because, you know, of course, Shia has gotten a lot bigger, whatnot, of course. So, you know, all we have to do is just get the series, get the, you know, main people, even Christy, come on there as as all the regulars, yourself, Tom, all those guys. And Shia pops in maybe four episodes out of the season. So at least he made his appearance and it satisfies the fans. (laughs) You you got it all figured out. I'm glad you have it mapped out so well. But yeah, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't know how it would go down. I was just hearing this is totally unrelated, but sort of similar, is that on, in Eddie Murphy's uh, final season at Saturday Night Live, they shot all of his stuff because he was so busy with movies and whatnot. They shot all of his stuff, uh, all of his sketches for the season, I think in, uh, I'm not, I don't have it exactly right, but it, in an abbreviated amount of time, like maybe over a weekend, they shot a whole bunch of Eddie Murphy sketches for the season because he couldn't be there otherwise. So it wasn't actually live. So if we did that with Shia, what I'm saying is like, I have it, you know, block it out so that it's written so you could shoot all the Shia stuff, you know. Okay, Shia, uh, go change your shirt and go walk into the, uh, the kitchen. Okay, Shia, uh, take your shirt and uh, walk into the gymnasium. You know, I don't know. <laughs> also, like, the other thing is you'd have to figure out what, uh, what, um, why is Tubnet 
still in their life that they're all itself. You know, I mean, he's a sad guy, isn't he? Talking about. I, I think when I think when it comes to education, though, you guys could be part of the series in the school no matter what. Because, I mean, think about it. Mr. Feeney followed Boy Meets World all the way through college, you know, and you guys, you, you could just be now the coach who has to interact with, you know, Shia and Christie's kids. Got it. Yeah, it's the new generation. Agent Stevens, the next generation. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Nick, Nick Spano. You know, he, he, like, hit me up on Facebook recently. And said, hey, we're going to He's like, hey, we're going to get together tomorrow, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't do it. And I said, I can't do it, but, you know, keep me posted. And I never heard, I never heard back. <laughs> like, oh, I happened in the fandom by not showing up. But, I, you know, I get busy. <laughs> well, you know, with that said, you know, we know you're busy. You have so many different things going on, of course. And, uh, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in. But I guess for all the people's lives who you've touched over the years, whether that's video games, your writing, comedy, animation, uh, even Stevens, everything that you've been part of. For everybody that, you know, they're watching these shows, they have these memories, they grow up with fond memories of these and pass them down to their children as well. Is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for all those listening in? Oh, just thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's to to make a living doing what I've been doing for the last 30 years is, I mean, that's just ridiculous that somebody gets paid to do the, these hijinks. Um, but, but, you know, there, there's some jobs, some jobs are more difficult than others, but the ones where you're being recorded or you're allowed to, you know, the, act on stage or uh, act at all, I mean, that's, that's just a, that's a bonus. I mean, it, it's the, the, having people enjoy it, that's, that's what it's all about. Very cool. It was our pleasure having you stop in. Of course, I'm sure we're going to be hearing, seeing more of you in the future and, and many other things. And of course, that, you know, that Even Stevens reboot. So, you know, everybody listening in, make sure to put that in there. Hashtag Even Stevens reboot and just like flood Disney's gates with it. So, you know, with that, we'd love to, you know, thank you for stopping in, Jim. Chat with us. Take this trip in the past, the future and so much more. And it was our pleasure having you stop on. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Find info on the space program. Find excuses on how to get out of gym. Come on, come on, I don't have all day. Come on, come on, you adorable computer, you please work your magic. There we go. Did it? Did it? I did that twice. Man first landed on the moon in 1969. Okay, I already knew that. What else you got? Goodbye. No, 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 not goodbye. Don't say goodbye. Please don't say goodbye to me. Oh, come on. I wouldn't even do that. That's physically impossible. Run by tug nut, it's gonna kick my butt. Oh, how you fill my heart with dread. Sixperia, 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 Sixperia. I'll tell my college friends farewell. Gee, we remember when. And I hear that Sixperia bell. I think I ain't met shrimp. Stevens, don't be a wimp. Try and be a man instead. Sixperia, Sixperia, Sixperia. Shakespearean Friends presentation time has come
While these halls get so crowded, Hi, I'm Stephen Anthony Lawrence Beans from Even Stevens, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Oh, yeah. Chaz here back with another magical music review and now that the Mandalorian is done for its first season you can watch other things on Disney Plus because you know we all were watching Mandalorian and waiting until that ended and hopefully you didn't cancel your subscription because there's still some fantastic stuff on there like the subject of this week's topic even Stevens the influenza musical 
because that is a fantastic episode. It was written by none other than this week's guest, Jim Wise. He wrote all of the songs for that episode, and if you haven't watched it in a long time, you need to go back and watch it a little bit, because, uh, actually, watch it a lot of bit, because it's hilarious, alright? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs in that. Granted, the last three songs have the exact same uh, melody, uh, but they all have different lyrics, and it's enjoyable. And the reason the last three songs, I think, the reason that they have the, la- the, the melody is to really play up on the fact that Ren was sick and it was all in her head. If you don't remember the episode, the episode is basically Ren is trying to maintain her perfect attendance record. Fun fact, I had perfect attendance all through elementary school, middle school, and high school. It's uh, weird, but... Some people do that, and I was one of those people. I didn't obsess over it. I just never was really sick during high school or any school, so I went to school. Uh, (laughs) That's beside the point. So, uh, Ren's sick. She doesn't want to stay home from school. She has the flu, and uh, so after her mom leaves for work, she goes and signs herself into school anyway, and uh, she happens to not be prepared for the test in science, and uh, Lewis is scheming to try to get out of Tugnut's uh, physical test, and physical endurance test, Tugnut being the guy that wrote all these songs, Jim Weiss. Great character, great character. So you start off with the song um, Morning Announcements that's performed by Principal Wexler, and it just, that's, that's pretty much where you kick off where you're like, oh, this is going to be a weird episode, and I love it. Um, there's a song, I Always Find a Way, where Lewis is trying to figure out a way to get out of doing the physical, um, endurance test. You've got Six Period, which is uh, about Ren stressing over, um, the, the test coming up, and Lewis trying to stress, like, he's stressing over the test coming up. And then you've got The Masters of the Gym, which is performed by Coach Tugnut. And it's all about how he's the master of the gym, obviously. It, you would think that um, with the title Master of the Gym, it would be similar to Master of the House from Les Mis. And you kind of would be right. Like, it, they both share that, that bouncy tempo, and it's just fun. All right, but after Masters of the Gym, you've got the song uh, We Went to the Moon in 1969. And this is where... This is where the melody starts to repeat for each song. Because Ren basically just rants about how we went to the moon in 1969. And doesn't really have much to the substance of her presentation. Which, you know, the class enjoys and sings along with. But ultimately she gets an F. To which Larry, her, you know, villain, her nemesis, uh, sings Ren got an F. To the exact same tune, celebrating the fact that he's better than Ren. And then, uh, fast forward a little bit, you find out it was all just a dream. And, uh, Ren's family, Eileen, Steve, Donnie, and Lewis are all singing There'll Be No Award to the same tune. And, uh, tell her that she missed the day of school. And then later on, while she's in bed, um, and talking to her mother, Eileen... Lewis comes in carrying a tray of soup, and he's singing I've Got Hot Soup to the tune of We Went to the Moon in 1969. Now, the lyrics 
of all of these songs are hilarious. They're well-crafted. They move the story along, unlike some other musical um, episodes of TV shows where it's kind of a stretch. All of these lyrics were specifically written for this episode into a story, and it's wonderful. Jim did a fantastic job. I highly recommend you go back and watch this episode. It's episode 21 in season 2. It's wonderful, worth your time, worth a watch. But with that, that's all I've got for today. I'll be back again next week with something else. In the meantime, if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to me at chaz at radiodisney.com. That's C-H-A-Z at radiodisney.com. I got an email there. I'll answer it. I'll talk about it. Who knows what I'll do with it. But that's all I got. Until next week, don't just fly, soar. Coach? What? Um, I don't think Lewis is going to be able to run the course today. I'm afraid he's suffering from green nose. Green nose? Yeah, the dreaded green nose disease. You know, first your nose turns green and then you... <laughs> Mommy, can I have my buttercup? You start shouting off these stupid phrases and you can't control it. Well, that looks pretty bad. Yeah. I'd better twist it off. No, man, you shouldn't do that, sir, because, uh, because, uh, it's, it's, uh, whoa, look at that. It's, it's only paint. Well, the guys probably did it because I'm so popular at school, you know? All right, enough nonsense. Let's start the test. Okay, boys, all you need to do to pass Jim is complete the tire run, jump a little rope, jog on the treadmill, and climb this rope. That's it? We could that do doesn't that. seem bad. That's nothing. No. Oh, and, uh, survive 15 seconds in the cage of doom. <laughs> Your participation in the optical course Designed by me with no remorse I'm the master of the gym Master, I'm the master I'm the master of the gym And faster for the masters Patience has run thin This is a test that you won't forget You'll be soaking wet with sweat Hurry up, you will regret Ending up like him Jim, move faster for the master, or your future will be grim. How much more of this are we going to take? I mean, there's 20 of us and one of him. You have lost your authority. This here is a mutiny. From now on, it's way to see we're the masters of the gym. Masters, we're the masters, we're the masters of the gym. Move faster for the masters, or your future's looking grim. Masters, we're the masters, now we're getting back in him. Masters, we're the masters. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. 
Alright, LVG heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp full of love, hearts, and staying away from getting influenza. And of course, you know, running around with that coach. And we want to extend a very special thank you once again to Jim Wise for stopping in here, chatting with all of us, and spending Valentine's Day with all of you D-heads here as we continue on in 2020 celebrating our 10-year anniversary. Here at Diz Radio. And remember, you can always catch Jim all over the Even Stevens reruns that you can find on the Disney Plus streaming service, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, many video games, and so much more. And let's see if we can get that reunion show kicked off anytime soon. Thank you, Jim, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Dominic, Frank, Jeremy, and Charles all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without the D-team, there would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. And trust me, that could get old very, very fast. If you want to connect up with the D-Team, all you have to do is go to our website, drop them an email. They won't bite. They want to connect up with you. Find them on social media and many other places. And if you want to become part of the D-Team, we are looking for new D-Team members to join us here at Diz Radio. Drop us a line as well. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you for 10 years. As in 2020, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary. So thank you, the D-Heads. You are truly the reason that we do this show every single week for the last 10 years, bringing you the magic, the memories, and we are truly humbled that you have allowed us to be here this long with all of you. Thank you, the D-Heads. Now, next week, we have a very special guest stopping in here, a returning guest here at the show. And before I give you all the clues as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also join us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. You can also ask Alexa or your Apple TV to listen to the show as well. That easy. Just say, Alexa, play Disney Blue's Diz Radio, and it'll play it right there for you with the latest show as well. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you just can't wait. You need the magic, the D-team, myself, our guest, just screaming in your ear instantly. All you have to do is go to iTunes and subscribe right there. Stitcher Radio, many podcast providers. Just search all those outlets like I've already told you. Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there to listen to and enjoy. And if you can't remember any of this, the ultimate default is always just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, it has been a fun, magical week. Lots of great things. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Spend it with the ones you love, especially. Don't forget about the love of your children, your friends, your family. There's many different kinds of love to express on Valentine's Day. Now next week, we have a very special guest returning here at the show. And let's just say it's somebody that's no stranger to the bayou. Somebody that's no stranger to being a princess in a parade. And somebody that's not afraid to kiss a frog. I'm going to leave it at that, all of you D-heads. So until next week, take time, slow down, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Make the magic. Make the memories. Make it happen. You will never regret it. 
So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.